Grab a set of stacks, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a set of stacks, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a set of stacks, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a set of stacks, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Yeah, Cody baby. Mexico's finest export. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 241 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your host, as always. I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I am doing pretty damn good, Tyler. I got to admit, man, it's like this has been a fun week in order to like uh, not only just check out what games I have left in order to try out before the whole game of the year stuff, but also I managed to at least play a couple of games over the past couple of days so it is been pretty good <laughs> how about nice. you uh doing all right um actually i'm fucking freezing man it's really cold i'm wearing a hoodie right now <laughs> and i have like this giant like oversized packers hat yeah i'll have to take like a picture of it um that i am wearing it's very cold in my room uh so i'm wearing my talking ship hoodie uh i got uh winter socks uh on I got the I got socks underneath those on. I got sweatpants on. Uh, it's very cold. Uh, I had a weird conversation, or not really a conversation, but I was at work today, and yeah. uh, I was been, you know, I, I was telling Gail for the show. I'm kind of like a supervisor slash uh, line lead. Really, I'm a line lead, but I also am kind of a supervisor slash manager slash secretary slash bitch um, of my <laughs> department, and. Uh, one of the newer line leads that were, that's been there for a couple months now, and uh, still kind of training. Uh, made we were talking, and I was trying to do something in my way, and I was in a hurry. And uh, she's like, "Oh, why don't you help with this?" I'm like, "Well, I'll help you in a minute, but I gotta get my shit done first because it's very time sensitive." And someone made a comment about something. I don't remember what it was. And she said she said something, and I don't know why it's stuck in my head. I don't really know how to feel about it. She's like, Tyler. She's an older lady. And she's like, that Tyler. Sometimes he's funny. Sometimes he's an asshole. But he's always helpful. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't I didn't know if I should get pissy about it or, like, I didn't say anything. But I don't really know if that's a good thing or not. Oh, man. It's really oh, man. weird. Well. But it's, it, it's affected me in a way that I didn't know. That person was capable of doing so. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it was overly positive. Yeah, I guess. At least I'm funny <laughs> I, I, sometimes, but I'm also an asshole sometimes. So I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm doing fine. You know, it's getting crazy. Yeah, uh, at work we're officially kind of. You know, I I thought a couple months ago we were officially in the busy season, but apparently that was just like preseason. Uh, like you know, football. Like every sport has a preseason. Mm-hmm. October, November is like our preseason. Like December is like yeah, season started. So crazy long hours now. That's no fun. Uh, been working on my uh, game of the year list a little bit. 
that's not been as fun as I hoped it would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a probably about an hour staring at a page throughout you know throughout the week a little you know just and then probably I don't know how many more hours like thinking about what's gonna go in what order. Um, so yeah, that's not been a, as fun of a process as I've been looking forward to. Uh, but I, like the whole idea of making a game of the year list is fun. It's like extra life in theory. It's really fun. It's really cool. But like the actual practice of it, yeah, and actually doing it, not as fun. Not nearly as fun. <laughs> like gonna keep doing it because it's still in the in the grand scheme of things, it's really fun and exciting to do. But the pre the pre stuff, you no, know, nah, that's a lot harder. I thought. But uh, we'll be doing that here in a few weeks. I just gotta talk to uh, Jesse, Justin, um, and figure out a time when he's available so we can all get together and do that show. So that's probably i don't know two three weeks out or so so i'm excited for that it's always fun it's my favorite show of the year uh to do just kind of fun hearing everybody's list and then kind of having a conversation about it and all that but uh anyways gables yeah uh this is a video game show where we talk about video games and it's been a uh pretty crazy week for uh for what's going on gaming for december oh yeah uh almost like a mini E3 in a way uh, of just news. Uh, a lot of it we, we talked about last week. There was a PSX event, um, and then there was the, the Video Game Awards. Um, I think the Video Game Awards was a lot bigger than we thought it would be. I think yep. PSX was a um, a lot less than what we thought it would be. So I think it might evened out in the end. Um, so before we really get into what we've been playing, I think it's kind of maybe we should jump into some of the bigger stuff with the, the, the news going on. Um, there's a few small things well, before we get to PSX and uh, video game awards uh, or the, the game awards, not the video game awards. That's Spike TV's thing um, was Spike TV's thing. Uh, some stuff came out before that um, earlier in the week. Uh, some smaller items uh, first up. Uh, so Ubisoft announced delaying the a delay of three games. Hmm. Uh, Far Cry five um, is supposed to come out February 27th has been pushed back uh, a whole month to March 27th. Uh, the Crew 2 uh, was supposed to come out March 16th. It is now being pushed back to the first half of the fiscal year of 2018. So that means anywhere between April and September through September of 2018. Uh, and also a unannounced franchise sequel, uh, which was supposed to come out um, in some, somewhere between the, the fiscal year uh, of the 2018 fiscal year. So anywhere between April of this of 2018. I almost said this year. I almost thought this year was 2018. Almost is so basically anywhere between April of 2018 to the end of March 2019. Uh, that game has been delayed to the fiscal year of 2019, so that means anywhere between the, the April of 2019 to March of 2020. Uh, so kind of what came out of it, and there's been some rumors it was a Watch Dogs 3, was it Beyond Good and Evil 2, was it Division 2, but um, according uh, so basically, there was a statement came out according to Ubisoft, uh, this. This is uh, from the publisher. It says, investing more time in development uh, of these games. Uh, this is the reason why they're doing it. Uh, th- this decision is in line with our st- strategic uh, vision of developing even more engaging and higher quality experiences for gamers. Taking more time with Assassin's Creed Origins enable our, our talented development team to fully express their creative vision. As expected, this has a very positive effect um, and positive impact on the game's quality and largely participated and its commercial success. Taking a similar approach, we have decided to invest additional development time in three upcoming games. <sighs> oh, man. Just all that thought just going circulating right there. It's like, 
with Ubisoft as the the game developer in this situation and stuff, obviously, yeah, that's that's probably a lot of what they're doing is like try to like polish things here and there, especially with games like if like a major release, say like Far Cry Five, yes. But at the same time, I think they probably did that more so or less, potentially seeing some of the uh, lingering effects of possibly what they could have been implementing inside the games in comparison say what happened with the star wars battlefront 2 by ea maybe they had to try to restructure a lot of like say the microtransaction stuff that they were probably going to implement in some of these upcoming games that they had but what's really strikes me as kind of odd and stuff is like uh not so much like say a month out for far cry 5 but like an unannounced sequel game right there i mean yeah, we don't know what the hell the game is. I mean, for all we know, it could be, like, something... It could be just something, like, random that we weren't even expecting. Like, say, like, uh... Well, like you were saying before, like... Well, I think we would be expecting, say, like, a Watch Dogs 3 due to how successful the Watch Dogs 2 was. Yeah, but, it was. But, uh... Oh, God, what comes to mind, it's like, I don't... I don't think that it would have been, like, say, Beyond Good and Evil 2, only because it's, like... It was the trailer was released in terms of like say past East, the past E three, but that definitely does not have like a lot of time in terms of like development cycle for that style of game that's been in limbo for a while. So more than likely, it probably must have been either. Wow, oh boy, what was another one that they that they basically were talking about? Gosh, uh, Division Two was kind of a rumored one. Uh... Like, maybe another Tom Clancy game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I can't really think of any other uh, fran- uh, you know, franchises that they have. Out of the, I mean, those are like the... That would be obvious. Like, I don't think it'd be another Assassin's Creed game. Oh, uh, no. That no. Soon. It would have to be some sort of a Tom Clancy game. So, it's either... It's probably either like Division 2 or maybe like another Ghost Recon, like Wildlands stuff, you know? It's... it's it's definitely like the type of game where it's probably going to be some more massive, considering how well that uh, Ghost Recon like Wildlands did for sales wise the beginning portion of this year. They probably took the data information upon what worked inside that game, especially the after game content, which they definitely had sort of like Destiny ish sort of like mission structure things. And to be perfectly honest, that community is still thriving pretty good considering yeah. like how long it's been out still but uh honestly if i had to put my money on anything i i would bet it's probably a, a sequel to ghost recon wildlands that they're probably like uh possibly thinking about like potentially having a release in a 2020 because it kind of makes sense that way i mean the game itself wasn't like a bad game at all i mean there were some graphical hiccups like how ubisoft generally does with their open world games but a lot of the structure, a lot of the, the hierarchy things is like, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty decent experience in my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be Wildlands because I mean, you're talking at that point. I mean, the original release date would be a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, and the way Ubisoft has been actually with like some of their more online stuff, look at like Rainbow Six Siege. They just announced uh, year three plans and uh, yep. Division. Division has a. a this right now going on as a big free week free play weekend because they released a bunch of content uh a new big update for it so they've been doing a good job of giving their their online games uh 
pretty long life cycle. So yeah, uh, I don't mean I don't know if Wildlands is gonna be that way, but I, I wouldn't be. I I I think Watch Dogs Three would make the most sense. Right. And this is something I've been pushing for this since like the towards the beginning of the show, of like not this show, like this current show we're recording right now, <laughs> but and like the, when we first started doing the show almost five years ago, like. This is something since uh, before even the first Watch Dogs came out. I'm like, I think it would be so cool that if we instead of getting Assassin's Creed every year uh, to avoid burnout, which eventually happened, uh, and not some, not even so much burnout, just you know, the games weren't finished and the quality kind of dropped there for a while. But uh, put them on a rotating schedule. Give us Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed and just flop them every year, you know. Uh, and it's, it sounded like after Watch Dogs Two came out last fall. That that was kind of the path they're going with, and this game was supposed to come out uh, in this fiscal in the next fiscal year, which would probably make sense be next fall uh, for that game. Uh, maybe it's just Dance 2018. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. But uh, that Watch Dogs Three made the most sense. To, that makes the most sense to me. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, that was just kind of reannounced at this past E3, but there was no content like gaming content. It was just a CG trailer. So I highly doubt that game. Uh, I, I, it, it would was anywhere near being done. Oh man, uh, that would definitely be funny though if it was like like a Just Dance game. But yeah, uh, uh, you mentioned like Just Dance like 2018. This may be a little bit off topic for the moment though. But uh, you know that uh, I did see you know for sale Just Dance 2018 for sale over at like Walmart today. Yeah, and you would not guess the console that uh, that they're still releasing that game on. Probably Wii U. Wii? Oh, oh no, it's not the Wii U. It's actually the fucking Wii. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. They are they are still releasing. Ubisoft is still releasing Just Dance games on the original Wii. I see about seven or eight copies at my Walmart today, and I'm like thinking, well, who's buying this? Who is <laughs> buying this still? That console has been out of print now for like since the freaking. What was it? The Wii U started going strong? Yeah. Like probably a year like after? 2013 or 14, probably. Yeah. And it's oh, all... It's... Oh. Well, I mean, you look at, um, you know, like, the... I remember the Madden, like, the old EA sports games was being, re- being released on the PS2 and original oh, yeah. Xbox until, oh, like, three or four years into the new generation, so... Yeah, I know, I know. But the third parties normally would keep, like, a system alive on live support until then, you know, but it's, like, it's so weird seeing, like, all the other, like, current games, all of a sudden you see, like, uh, like a new Wii game come out, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I mean, like, we, I think we talked about last week on the show, there's still, like, Wii U games coming out on the eShop, and, like... Yep. I don't know. Uh, I mean, not... I don't know. That's... It, there's there got to be an audience, I guess, to it. I mean, it makes sense. Probably the, I mean, for a just dance game that's about like physically moving, that's makes probably the, that probably makes the most sense for the console because the connect's dead. Yeah, move is dead. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the only motion thing left. I don't know, but I mean, I imagine that you can do a lot of that with the switch. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. I I I, I think Watch Dogs Three makes the most sense though. For going back to the topic but um yeah i don't it's hard to you know like, it sucks when a game gets late but i mean we don't know what this game is like i'm, I'm really right. excited about far cry 5 but uh it that's a good point though i didn't think about the microtransactions thing actually 
like that could be a thing like seeing the backlash and there's a little bit of a backlash i think for the uh for the origins ones for assassin's creed so yep yep uh that makes sense and also i mean i think they're a little gun shy still with like the with with assassin's creed unity like they don't want to one of those on the on you know on uh hurting their franchise like that did a lot that did a huge number uh to the assassin's creed franchise like so bad that it took a whole year off to so they can come back and even then there were still a lot of doubts and concerns about assassin's creed and uh so yeah i don't know uh i guess we'll probably hear more about what that we'll probably have a good idea what that game was uh, around e3 or so but yep uh hard to be upset about you know uh, delays are always a good thing for gaming for games uh so yeah but moving on i think this one might be more for you but uh Mega Man 11 was uh, was announced. Yes, uh, they're like celebrating. I think it was like the 25th or 30th anniversary of Mega Man, uh, and they uh, I think it was actually a 30th anniversary, and they were doing like a like a Twitch stream celebrating it, and they officially announced Mega Man 11. There was a trailer. Uh, this one's going to be out in late 2018, and it's going to come to pretty much everything: uh, Xbox One, PS4, uh, Steam, and the Switch. Uh, and this this one's actually gonna have four different difficulty options. Huh. So uh, Mega Man's not my thing. I played the uh, GameCube version that was based off the uh, cartoon, uh, the right. Mega Man Network or something. I can't. Yeah, Mega Man Network was definitely uh, the name of the, probably the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, like Battle Network. I don't know what it's called. But uh, I don't know. I mean, are you uh, are you excited for a uh, another Ma- a Mega Man game? Well, here's the thing. Inside the announcements that Capcom made for during that little stream from Mega Man's like the 30th anniversary or so, it's like Mega Man 11 was probably one of those ones where I was just checking out the footage. It's like it kind of looks sort of weird because it's it's kind of similar to that of like the the 2D style of it, but the art style and everything else kind of reminds me of sort of a kind of a hybrid 2D 3D sort of like uh, side scroller, which it doesn't look readily as pretty, but it looks like it's going to be more traditional to say the difficulty of Mega Man games from the past but I was more excited about what was coming out onto the Switch inside that same announcement window we not only had confirmation of of Mega Man 11 but we also had confirmation of the Mega Man Legacy Collection Legacy Collection 2 and also an actual other new reveal there was a Mega Man X collection that's coming out for not only PS4 and Xbox One but also Switch as well and that in of itself makes it a lot better in order for me to digest because with the release subsequently of say both the Mega Man Legacy collection things on the Switch downloadable it brings up the option I think it may actually lead to an option where we may see other sort of old Capcom games coming on that have released this past year, like, say, the Disney Afternoon, like, for the PS4 and the Xbox One, which are quintessentially NES games yeah, that are not on a Nintendo system, which that's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, just... I know it sounds weird, but even after so many iterations of, like, a game releasing on, like, newer systems and stuff, I always um, seem to be attracted to playing old games that I probably should not be playing because there's new content to be played. I I spend the money, I go through, and I buy the games again, download them on my system, I still play them because, hey, they're tried and true. They're like classic games for a reason, and that's pretty much why, the gameplay stuff. And that's exactly what I want 
when uh, the Mega Man X collection comes out on the Switch, because I want to play through Mega Man X 1 and all the way through X3, you know? It's like, I don't care if there's like eight or nine different Mega Man X games. It's like the first three are pretty much the most memorable, because they were on Super Nintendo, and the quality wasn't like suffering as a result. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about all this news, you know? It's something that we've been kind of been leading to over the past, god, ever since KG Inafune, the creator of, like, Mega Man, left Capcom, so they've been really silent upon, like, the Blue Bomber up until now. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, yeah. sorry, I was, I was mid-drink when you were, when you first talking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not a big Mega Man fan, but, uh, I think it's obviously cool that we're getting more third-party support for the Switch, um, my only hope, though, is it's not as kind of bullshit as what that the Street Fighter release they had um, back in like yeah. May, where it was like what forty dollars for like the, uh, like the nineteenth release of Street Fighter Two, uh, and they added like Dark Ken uh, and stuff like just as like they're just like hey, it's your it's your favorite character, but now he's like he it's like it's a new character, but he's actually just like a different skin character, like just a different outfit. Uh, and charging forty bucks for it, uh, like they did with, uh, yeah, with, Cap- with that game. So, so like Cap- I, I hope. Go, yeah. ahead. Go ahead. It's like Capcom as a company can't really afford another misstep like this. You know, it's like if uh, they're really like concerned about their financial stuff, which there's rumors that they're still like uh, they're kind of like hemorrhaging hemorrhaging certain funds and stuff, especially after the uh, all the. All the crap surrounding, like, say, Street Fighter Five in terms of the sales stuff not doing so well. And, like, not like not so much in the competitive scene, but, like, just in general, the sales-wise. I mean, they yeah. are definitely making good steps in terms of trying to recapture some audiences stuff. Yeah, and they're definitely commercially and kind of uh, from a, you know, customer satisfaction looking at it like they're not doing too hot like yeah i mean resident Evil 7 was you know uh did really well review review wise people loved it but it didn't sell anywhere near where they wanted to it sold nope. really well it was almost four million copies but it's still considered a disappointment by capcom i think it, in the end it made its money back but uh it wasn't as big as they hoped i know the street fighter they released on the switch uh was pretty successful i know it was it sold over 500,000 copies in the first month. So, but that was, you know, early first few months of switch where there was nothing to play on it. People were uh, dying for games. Now we're, now they're releasing like 20 to 30 games every week. We were talking about for the show and like looking at like, we found like a top 10 worst games on the switch. And it's just like, now we're seeing all like, it's turning into like the PlayStation store, you know, where it's like anything and everything. Like we're seeing dollar, shitty ios and android games are now being ported over to the switch for five ten bucks so yep when people are no longer starving for something for games and content on their switch oh, not no. saying i mean not saying this stuff is like from like the the quality maybe is is worse now than what's ever been for the switch as far as like what's coming out but quantity wise there is still there's plenty of options on that thing now so it's not like hey like this weird game no one's ever heard of is on the Switch now, guys. What's everybody go buy it? Like I remember when Kimiko came out. Like it's, it's a really good game. It's like five dollar game. Yeah. Uh, but like that was fairly not almost a huge news, but it, like it got some press clippings and people were talking about it when it came out. If that game came out now, 
it would be buried. So uh, this kind of stuff coming out, like it's, it's Mega Man, it's Capcom, it's gonna be bigger, but we're no longer in the point now where people are starving for games to play on their Switch, especially oh, no. a year from now. Uh, they're not. Gonna, I don't know if they'll be able to get away with you know charging forty dollars or charging an absorbent amount of money for uh, for that game on the Switch. The Switch tax thing might not be might might not be uh, you might not be able to play that game uh, in two thousand eighteen. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really mean for it to turn into that, but uh, that's kind of what happened. And I hope I hope that's the case because obviously Capcom is pretty big and we don't want anything, we want we want them to stick around. Uh, but moving on to another one. This one's more for me actually. I'm actually uh, really excited about this. And but uh, a new Tomb Raider game was officially announced. It was announced in a weird way. It was just announced on the Tomb Raider uh, Twitter uh, page. Yeah. Uh, it, they announced it Thursday morning, the day of the Game Awards, but they uh, it wasn't at the Game Awards, and they said it wouldn't be. Uh, but there was a someone came out from uh, uh, Square Enix and uh, kind of said um, they're taking a new approach um, to Tomb Raider this time. About they're not going to end it with a different rollout plan, unveiling the game uh, ahead of release. Uh, the the publisher is shortening its typical marketing cycle I'm, I'm reading off of an article now but uh from ign but basically what the one people from squaring said driven by our goal of putting our fans first we want you to know that it won't be very long between the official reveal and when you can play uh the company added our journey together will will begin with a major event in 2018 uh this may be a reference to the upcoming release of the new tomb raider film called tomb raider um which is coming out in march of next year uh so maybe it sounds like the game might be coming out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last game came out in 2015. So about, you're talking three years there. Uh, and this game has actually been talked about for a while now. There's, it leaked back in um, last October 2016, so over a year ago, where somebody was like, they someone saw somebody on working on a laptop on a train or a bus or something, and it was like a presentation, and it was a, a game called Shadow of Tomb Raider. Uh, so it's kind of like the worst people have been like anticipating this game being talked about for a while now. Uh, and what's funny is the Twitter, uh, the tweet that was sent out from the two minute page, the first, uh, the first letter from each sentence spells out shadow. <laughs> so it's a weird, it's a weirdly worded, uh, tweet. Like this isn't really like the way it all ties in together. doesn't make sense. And then someone pointed out on Twitter, like, yeah, the first letter um, each spells out shadow. So um, yeah, so that, I thought that was kind of uh, funny and pretty. It's it's, it's pretty. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, but uh, I I love the Tomb Raider games. Rise of Tomb Raider was an awesome game. Uh, if I would have played it in 2016, probably or uh, 2015. I'm sorry, I played it in 2016. If I would have played it in 2015, more than likely would have been in my top uh, 10 games of the year. Uh, that game is what when I played on the original Xbox One. Uh, it was probably one of the best looking games uh, that I played this generation. Um, I imagine if you played on a Pro or an Xbox One X now, it would be even better looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, love the, love those first two games, and uh, I'm excited for another one. Uh, and we're going to kind of skip ahead to the PSX stuff, just because there's not really a lot um, going on with that. Um, so a few things came out of it. Uh, it, was, it they, they announced it. Like, they said it wasn't going to be the typical press conference that we've had in the past. Where they came out and did like a mini E3 type thing, but it was more like and we talked about a little bit. I think a week or two ago when we were talking about PSX, that it's more like for the hardcore fans. We're gonna talk about uh, like shit that only like real 
big time uh, hardcore gamers would know. Uh, and they would mention the Vita a lot. And when they mentioned the Vita, people would cheer. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they didn't have no, they had no such thing like that. I don't believe the Vita was even talked about. Uh, <laughs> but it was more of like a uh, like a three hour like they were on stage, and it was like a three hour long like interview with like just like interview stuff, and they were talking to different developers and different people uh, in the you know for games that they're working on for PlayStation. And uh, there's only but there's only a few like trailers shown, and a few announcements. Uh, Wipeout VR was uh, was announced to be coming out. Uh, Medieval uh, the P- the PS on PS one game. Is being remastered uh, in 4K uh, in 2018. Uh, I guess God of War is going to be a 25 to 30 hour long game. Uh, Death Stranding is actually a game. Uh, it's apparently one of the execs that they played four or five hours of, of it. And last but certainly not least, uh, Last Guardian VR is uh, coming on December 12th. It's free and it's going to be standalone. So you do not have to own Last Guardian to be able to play it. Um, they said it's, it's PlayStation's Christmas gift to us. Uh, okay. It's like a, I guess it's only like a 20 minute experience. Don't you, don't you fucking say okay like that. <laughs> okay. You know what? Don't you, don't you disparage the name of the game of the generation, Last Guardian? Okay. Okay. Son of a bitch. Fucking. So I've been talking about it for like a few months now about how I've been. Like I've been, I've been, I'm not lying there about getting fucking a PSVR. When I heard about this, I didn't watch it because it didn't start till I was telling Gables for the show. Like, it didn't start till ten o'clock uh, Central Time, which is my time, and not my time, but that's a, that's the time zone I live in. I don't actually own a time, uh, but um, I've been like on that line. I'm like, oh man, I really want to get. There's like, there's game. We talked about last week when we were talking about the the people getting the two week trial, and mm-hmm. like, I would love to take them up on that offer. Like man, I think after the holidays and early next year sometime, I'm probably gonna pick up PlayStation VR. Like that, hmm. that's it, man. Last Guardian VR is that game, man. It's yeah, I gotta get it, man. I gotta go back. I gotta, I gotta see Trico again. Oh, uh, there we almost. go. So, ooh, buddy, I better go get some Kleenexes and some tissues and some uh, PSVR because I'm probably gonna be able to ball like a goddamn baby again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I fuck, goddamn, that's so cool to me. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that. I, there's like a 30 second teaser for it. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm there now. Oh, I'm geeking out. I read that at work today. I about fucking like lost it in the in the break room. Like, oh, oh, oh. I was like, I was like Kel from Keenan Kel with orange soda. You know what I mean? Like, who loves Last Guardian? Tyler does. Is it true? I do, I do, I do. Ooh. That was me, basically. On the inside, not on the outside. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, I thought it was cool. Overall, kind of disappointed because I actually really enjoyed PSX. Uh, about kind of with the show, but now it, I, it makes sense because uh, we talked about a couple months ago with Paris Games Week when they had the press conference there. They basically pulled all the things they were going to talk about at PSX to Paris Games Week. Uh, so they kind of left them with nothing to talk about here. It sounds like, yep. uh, I was hoping for some release dates for like, cause God of War. I mean, it sounds like, it, um, the release date leaked, uh, like I think on the PSN store for a little bit, the, the release date of God of War, cause you can pre-order it on there changed like March 23rd. 
uh, for like a couple hours, and then they switched it back to December 31st. Um, so placeholder date. So that was a couple days ago, and people were thinking, oh, they're going to announce a date. And every, I guess every main God of War game, all four of them, if you include Annihilation, have a release in March. So that makes sense. It's supposed to come out in early 2018. So... Um, I mean, Shadow of Colossus comes out February 6th. Oh, we did see some Shadow of Colossus stuff. They, yeah. uh, they, they showed some like, uh, like uh, comparisons from PS2, PS3, and PS4. They announced it's going to play. Um, if you have a PlayStation 4 Pro, you can play it in 4K at 30 frames per second, or you can play it uh, in 1080p at 60 frames per second. Don't know why a PS2 game can't play in 4K and 60 frames per second, but whatever. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, I don't know, Gables, anything kind of out of that make um, get you excited? It's kind of interesting to see. I think it's kind of interesting to see, like, uh, how what they're going to be doing with Medieval. I mean, that franchise is over 20 years old, right? And it's yeah. like, yeah. There, there hasn't been a major, like, major anything from that franchise since there was, like, a PSP game on it. And that was, like, a thing from, like, the original PS1 release. So I'm kind of interested in see that, but other than that, it's like we, it's pretty much kind of like more of like the type of the same that we've already known already, or other than like say a few, a few surprises, you know, like the Last Guardian stuff, which I obviously know that you're going to be into, but uh... you don't know that. <laughs> no evidence of me being excited about Last Guardian ever. He says as he has a, a Last Guardian statue within arm's reach of him. But to be perfectly honest, though, a lot of a lot of this, the fluff from the PlayStation experience, I didn't really have a chance to watch it because I didn't know that anything really remarkable actually happened inside the thing because I didn't hear hardly anything from, like, say, some of the social media feeds that I was following. But, uh, yeah, in comparison to, say, like, the Game Awards stuff, man, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a no-brainer, like, what the large amount of the gaming information this week came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we can just jump on into it. Uh, Game Awards happened Thursday night. Uh, a lot of stuff came out of that. Uh, not only from the awards part. I mean, it's hard to argue with any of those awards. A little upset that Horizon Zero Dawn didn't win any awards. Uh, but it's hard to argue anybody that you know, like a Breath of the Wild took Game Award, uh, the, the Game of the Year award. Can't really argue that. Uh, it took three awards. Took three awards. Mario Odyssey took one. Kingdom Battles took one. I know the Switch uh, Switch games took six overall. I know um, that's that's crazy to think about. Yeah, um, been a great year for the Nintendo as won this year by a landslide. Uh, that's saying something because I think the other two big, uh, the big three have had really good years this year too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's hard, yeah, hard to argue overall. Uh, I was really happy to see Molina won uh, for Hellblade doing the Senua. Oh yeah, kind of cool. I didn't know that, but the fact that I knew that she was actually just someone that worked on the studio, worked in the studio. Uh, she was a developer, uh, but Molina won uh, best voice acting performance for uh, playing Senua and Hellblade. Uh, for people who don't know, and uh, she was just a developer. She was actually a placeholder. She wasn't yep. supposed to be the final person to play Senua, but uh, she did so well um, at her performance that they just kind of kept her in there. Like, hey, you're actually gonna play Senua. And the cool thing is that for her outfit that she wore to the Game Awards was just her mocap outfit. Yeah, uh, had the little balls on them and everything. It was it was actually a really cool touch. Uh, don't know how the people, the other four nominees, felt to find out they lost to 
someone that's never actually acted in their life. Um, but that's actually the most craziest part about it because you can yeah. tell she was not expected that she didn't expect to win that type of award. You know, because it's like, yeah, she's all nervous and shit. She's like, just like trembling, like on the stage and everything else. It's like, holy shit, you know? It's like, yeah, wow. Uh, I was super. I was. I was. Hoping, I was rooting for her. I voted for her when I did because it was like they did uh, fan voting for this. I voted for her. But I was I was like I was hoping for her Ashley Birch from uh, Horizon, um, yeah. But no, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but uh, oh, and and Joseph, uh, I can't remember his last name. The fuck the Oscars guy uh, from <laughs> a, a Way Out. Uh, <laughs> that was a remember that guy was fucking smash man. I don't he care what he either. Says, he, he either he was, was incredibly drunk or something like really just like uh, or he's just really that passionate in real life, man. Other way. Otherwise, that was probably one of the most epic rants I think I've heard on that fucking award show in quite fuck, a long fuck time. Fuck the Oscars, man. Fuck the Oscars, man. This is great. Uh, yeah, it was uh, – what was funny though is uh, someone was saying uh, there was like a leak from like some EA um, execs' uh, emails and they're talking – there was an uh, email released earlier in the year about him uh, saying that he, his personality is second to none. But he's a he's a controversy. He's like he's just a controversy magnet, basically. He's so he's very passionate. Oh boy! But he, he, you know he can he, sometimes he can get a little go a little off script sometimes. And it seems like uh, yeah, I can see where they're coming, kind of see where he's coming from. Like it was a cool moment, but uh, I can understand like maybe we don't let him do we don't let him uh, lose too much. We kind of keep him a little close. Yeah, you could you could you could tell like something's going to arrive if you if you like to see the facial reactions and everything else of Jeff Keighley as that went further on, and he did so masterfully as like to uh, eventually got that just basically edited right there because that dude would have went on for another fucking five or ten minutes no problem without like anybody really raising an objection. So it's like at one point you see Keely just like actually trying to create just to try yeah, to just like, straight up from actually doing yeah. all shit. It's like he kept trying to like, hey dude, you need, like this is your time this is your time. Talk about the game. You, you do not want to talk about the game at all. Uh you wanna like took a shot at EA who's paying for his game with the loot boxes. <laughs> uh yeah, that that whole thing was crazy. Overall I thought it was a really good show. Still Remember the first? This is the fourth year of it, and it's been getting better every year. Yeah, it is. But, uh, I remember, I remember the first year. We're like, oh man, two hours was too long. This year was the longest year yet, if you include the pre-show. Oh my! It God. was almost three hours and twenty minutes, which oh. it didn't get over until almost ten fifty my time, and the show started at seven thirty. Uh, so it was a very long show. Yeah, uh, it was. Enjoyed it, but come on. And they didn't even like majority of the awards were just kind of rapid fire announced so they actually handed out maybe 10 or a dozen awards or so out of like yep the 30 awards but uh anyways moving on to some of the, the announcements uh for I'm, I'm i have an order here uh first up um in order of when they were announced uh first up uh, world war z uh is a game that was announced uh to be coming out uh four years too late uh vacation simulator <laughs> For the people that made Job Simulator, it's basically, from what I understand, it's like uh, the Wii Sports of VR games. It's kind of like the game everybody like has people play to show show off the VR. Yep. It's getting, uh, I guess, a sequel, uh, Vacation Simulator. I believe that comes out soon. Um, Accounting Plus is another VR game, uh, and it's people. Uh, one of the creators from Rick and Morty uh, helped make this game. Uh, that actually comes out on December nineteenth, uh, so just a couple weeks. Uh, and then there was a 
uh, a tease from uh, from the new game from uh, from software. Uh, and it said Shadow Strikes Twice or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was basically it was like literally like a eight second tease. Yep. Um, and it was like it showed like a like blood and like a skull and rope and yeah. So it had to be. It had to be something Bloodborne related. I'm I'm sorry. It just kind of feels yeah. like it. Yeah, and I mean there was rumors around E3 that sounded like a Bloodborne two was in the works. So uh, and they said Dark Souls uh, three was the last Dark Souls, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, but uh, I I, I can I, I doubt there Dark Souls just Dark Souls three is what came out last year. So I don't see a new one coming being announced already. Um. And then a game from the creators of Firewatch, Camp uh, Campo Santos. Uh, that looks actually pretty interesting. Yeah, the uh, new game shown off uh, in the Valley of the Gods. It's coming out in 2019. And so kind of a funny side thing about this is uh, I, I follow the Campo Santos uh, um, Twitter um, page. Of and, course. <laughs> yeah. I, Firewatch is a fucking awesome game, okay? Uh, but um, <laughs> so... There's like a, a Japanese a video game site, small Japanese video game site, actually leaked this game and this like I don't know if it was a trailer, but they leaked the the story about this game, uh, like on Sunday or Monday before wow. the game awards, and no, uh, so it came out. So like Campus Santos was like, okay, well here, like they released something about the game. Uh, they released the name of the game. And I don't remember with, like what else they released. It wasn't a trailer, but it's some other details about the game, and the the, the game it was like up for like. Uh, like a day, I think it was like a few hours or a day. I can't remember where it is, and nobody saw it or nobody like found out about it. So they pulled they pulled it back down, and no like this this news has been out for a week, and nobody caught onto it. Wow! So that's, that's amazing really cool. to think about. It was yeah. a, a Japanese small news site. Yeah. So people like, well, it's out. So they just released details about the game, and then just nobody found out about it. So they just like, oh shit, no, no, just pull it back, guys, pull it back, pull it back. All right. Cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of a funny story. Uh, but um, yeah, that was awesome. But that yeah, that game looks absolutely incredible. Uh, and then uh, new heist for GTA Five Online coming out. I think that was coming out like uh, I think early next year. Um, so that's the first time they released heist for the game since they announced they released the initial heist back in uh, um, early 2015. So it's kind of crazy. Um, a few years later, and then oh, we got man. a tra- trailer for uh, Champions Ballad. Uh, for the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC Pack Two Champions yep. Ballad, uh, and kind of the probably the shocker of the night, uh, it was announced it was coming out later that night, so yep. it's officially out now. Um, Soul Calibur Six uh, was announced. Uh, got a trailer for that coming out in 2018. Um, Bayonet, actually, you know what? I take that back. There might be uh, something bigger than Champion Ballad coming out on Thursday night. Uh, Bayonetta uh, Two is being ported to the Switch coming yep. out February 16th. And it comes with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a digital copy of Bayonetta. But Reggie had just one more thing. <laughs> they cut to a trailer. Fucking Bayonetta 3. Another Come, exclusive. Is, yep, coming uh, uh, is officially in development. Sounds like it's probably fairly early. But it's, yeah, Switch exclusive. Um, so that was actually probably the shocker of the night. Um, yeah, that was, honestly. Yeah, Horse, uh, uh, just more so less like anything else of like the the stuff that was unveiled that night. I mean, there were some other there were some other like great like uh, trailers that we'll get a chance to talk into like a little bit though. But it just 
it's just kind of amazing though, just to see what Bayonetta has done, like really as a franchise now, because it's like it went from, you know, the single game that uh, was released everywhere, like from the PS3, the Xbox 360, and stuff, and then like the developer, like Sega couldn't get this game, like really any type of like, uh, you know, any type of like exposure really to like get warrant a sequel to like Bayonetta until like Nintendo went ahead and like just wanted the project and stuff and then we got Bayonetta 2 like on the Wii U and now we have the rest of the Bayonetta trilogy just going through here on the Switch I mean that is amazing some of the best action games that uh, come out in the past like five six years or something like that is making its home around the Switch that's a big exclusive lockup right there yeah People and a lot of people were upset about Bayonetta 2 being on, on the Wii U exclusive. Things else, but Nintendo 100 fun of that game. That game was canceled until Nintendo yep. brought it back, and it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of it makes sense for the brain. You know, we we talked about it before, but I assume every game, every big uh, Wii U exclusive, is eventually going to come over to the uh, the Switch. Oh yeah, uh, especially a game like Bayonetta uh, 2, where it only sold a few hundred thousand. It was a big disappointment for for sales wise. I think it only ended, only ended up selling a few hundred thousand copies. I think this so, is like the uh, I, I think in hindsight this is like the, about the third possibly fourth like uh, port that we've gotten from like the Wii U in terms of like major releases. I mean we got we got Rayman Legends Definitive Edition that was one. Then you have Pokken Tournament DX. Then Mario you have Kart Mario Kart 8. Eight right there, and there's Bayonetta two coming right behind it. So it's like yeah, they are definitely putting bringing off like the Wii U ports here. Yeah. Uh, and then they announced, I mean, Outlast 1 and 2 was announced. This wasn't in the show, but Outlast 1 and 2 is coming next year, early next year, to the Switch now, too. Oh, so, well, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, kind of got lost in the shuffle over the course of the week. Um, actually, before we move on and talk about the rest of stuff, what did you think, so far, what we talked about in the Game Wars, what did you think uh, some of the stuff that was shown off? I actually thought that was pretty cool. I didn't know that... Uh... Oh man, that was so cool! Just like uh, seeing the release, of the trailer, you know, for Soul Calibur Six, because it's been such a long time since the last entry of the game, and yeah. it was announced by like uh, one of the co-creators and stuff like that for like the Tekken series and stuff like there. And it's like, jeez, man, I cannot wait until I get a chance to play another Soul Calibur. You know, just seeing how that is, or what systems that thing's going to be on. You know, that's going to be interesting to see. Who, who has better boob physics? <laughs> Mortal Kombat or Soul Soul Calibur, or well, Dead or Alive? I don't know. Never yeah, really noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't need. I'm not a big Soul Calibur guy. Uh, I played the GameCube one a lot just because I had Link in it. Yeah. Uh, and I played. I actually played the third one because I had. Uh, I think it was uh, Yoda on Xbox 360. Oh, that was four. Uh, was that four? Yeah, four. Uh, so I played that one, uh, but yeah, it's mainly because of the character. I never really played him because of Soul Calibur. I just played him because of the characters. So people have been talking about you know if there's like side characters who they can be, which could be pretty fun. Yeah, like maybe Kratos for PlayStation. Uh, you can do like Marcus Phoenix with the chainsaw gun and uh, Xbox, I guess. And I don't know what you do. Nintendo has like a million characters they can probably do that fit well in a uh, Soul Calibur game. If they did that. Um, but anything else kind of stick out for you? Uh, for what else we talk about before um, before we move on to the rest of the stuff? Well, let's see. Other than like say the uh, Soul Calibur Six and stuff, definitely the From Software trailer that was interesting. I mean, that was the first initial thing I saw to where it actually got me a little bit interested. It's like, 
eight second trailers okay what the fuck is this now and it's yeah. like other than that the bayonetta stuff obviously well that was a big hit with me because it's like i i literally when i was in my reclining chair just like uh go for it i just see the announcements like oh yes and all of a sudden i just strained my fucking right arm while putting my arm <laughs> in the air because of course i did but uh up until that point you know there were some pretty good announcements right there but yeah anyway yeah. um yeah i mean i think the bayonetta thing was obviously was really cool uh the from software thing i think that's cool i'm excited for the people that like those games uh, uh i'm never gonna touch a from software game ever again after the hour I spent trying to beat the first guy in Bloodborne and couldn't do it. Uh, Valley in the Valley of the Gods. Uh, of all the things that was announced, is probably the thing I'm most excited to play because mm-hmm. uh, I Firewatch was a fantastic game, and uh, I pretty much whatever they make from from now until they're just no longer good anymore. Uh, I'm gonna buy their shit as soon as I can. I'm gonna give them money. The second that game comes out for pre-order, um, or pre-purchase, whatever, because uh, yeah, they're that to me they're that good, and I don't know if they release anything other than Firewatch, honestly. Uh, Champion Ballads, Champions Ballad. Uh, I thought that I mean I we talked about last week, and I, I I mean it made the most sense to have that game. Uh, the game was you know supposed to come, it was supposed to come out in uh, December. Uh-huh. Wasn't really any other time. To, I doubt I didn't think there would be a direct this month. Especially with the, they've been big supporters of the Game Awards, yep, uh, and Jeff Keighley. Uh so it made the most sense for uh, for that to be the day they announced it. The biggest audience to like, hey guys, don't forget Breath like Breath of the Wild was, came out and it was amazing, and like new content coming soon. This was the biggest audience they're gonna get, and uh, th- but the fact that it was that later tonight, I'm like, I didn't, I'm like, okay, like I heard people talking about that, like when they were like people were predicting things like. Oh, I can see them coming out. I'm like, I, I'm like, man, maybe like next week, but didn't see that coming. And I actually downloaded it and I played a little bit of it. Yeah. And uh, fuck, it's hard, man. Oh, it's I really know. Really hard. <laughs> oh man, like so you get like a weapon and it you drops you down to a quarter of the health. You can't unequip it. If you unequip it, you have to start all over and you have to go to four different bo- uh, camps, kill enemies there, and it unlocks a shrine. There's four shrines in the Great Plateau. Okay. And I I beat the first camp. And I'm, I went to the first shrine, and I can't fucking beat the shrine, man. It's so hard. I spent like two hours Whoa. trying to beat the, the, the first shrine, and it's not very long. I mean, there's like different layers to it, but like everything. So as long as you have this weapon equipped, you get kill after one hit kill for you. Whoa, that's cool. But that weapon kills um, enemies in one hit too. So, but after like three or four uses, it like has to recharge. I see. But you, but you can't unequip it. So unless you you can drop if you you can drop it, but then like it resets everything, you have to start all over again. Uh, oh, that sucks. So yeah, uh, I, yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I'm gonna have to have, like Justin come over and just beat the fucking shrines for me, so I can move on to the next thing. Uh, <laughs> probably that's gonna have to happen because uh, <clears throat> I can't do it. He's right. He's probably already beat it all 100. percent and got all the uniforms and shit. Got the sweet ass <laughs> motorcycle. We didn't even mention that. Link gets a motorcycle. Uh, you know, he gets some motherfucking motorcycle. I kind of yeah. can't wait to get that. Yeah, yeah, I guess I think you get it after you beat the uh, champions ballad. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, that all that shit was pretty cool. But moving on to some of the other stuff that's announced, uh, I think actually the coolest trailer uh, that I've maybe seen uh, in a long time 
was Witchfire. Uh, so it started off and it looked like this, like kind of like gloomy uh, walking simulator. And it says uh-huh. from the from the creators uh, uh, from uh, uh, Vanishing and Edith, uh, Edith Carter, I think it is, or something like that. Ethan Carter. Ethan Carter, thank you. And which is a walking simulator. So it, like it showed like some person just walking. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's a walking simulator, whatever. And then all of a sudden they pull up a shotgun, like Doom. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's also from the creators of Gears of War and Bulletstorm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, you're teleporting around and, like, blowing up fucking enemies. Uh, it was like a, you know, like a 45-second trailer. Uh, but a really good 45-second trailer. Uh, enough to, like the, that I remember it. And I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. I'm in. All right. That's cool with me. I am interested in this game now. And I don't even know if we've had any official... Uh, uh, video game like actual like I'm not one to get super excited about non like you know game like game about the game being shown I, like the CG trailer doesn't really do a whole lot for me um, but I'm like okay that was a good one uh, the next up uh, Joseph we talked about already but a way out um, got a small little trailer for that one and official release date March 23rd um, so that you know it's coming out fairly soon uh, we got a trailer for the for the game uh Dreams, which is from Media Molecule, the little big planet people. Uh, uh-huh. That game was hasn't been talked about in a few years now, but uh, we got a trailer for that. Still don't understand what the fuck that game is. Uh, and then it sounds like it's like a 3D like like con- you can make do whatever the fuck you want in a 3D world. I don't know. Uh, but there's like a, a more of, it's like a more evolved form of like Little Big Planet, pretty much. Yeah, like a 3D version of that uh, almost, but like it showed like. Hey, here's like a top-down, like, uh, like uh, old, like riding, flying, a raiding flying game, and then like here's a 3D platformer. I'm like, okay, so yeah, like that's supposed to be coming out in 2018. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know what the hell that game is. Still, I imagine we'll, we'll know more soon. But uh, another game showed off from the people that made Payday One and Two. Uh, it's called GTFO. It looks like basically Payday One and Two, but like you're in like space or something and you're going around and you're like uh, raiding caves and then you're getting attacked by uh, aliens and uh, creatures so that game actually kind of cool it's a four player kind of co-op game and like the like in payday you get to like you get the four player co-op and you rob a bank you have to get the money and get out and like get away from the cops and this set looks like that but with uh, alien creatures so yeah yeah uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it but the concept it looks kind of cool uh, then, uh, the last couple things was Metro Exodus. We got a trailer for that. No gameplay shown, but, uh, sounds like, uh, you know, I don't, uh, still sounds like you're in Russia. Uh, talk a little about RTM, who was the character from the first few games. Uh, that's coming out late. Uh, they said fall of 2018. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but, um, I hope that's true. Cause I love the Metro, uh, series so far. So I'm, Super excited for a new one. I didn't think we'd ever get one um, until this past E3. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, last, but certainly not least, uh, we got a like a whole eight minute trailer for uh, Death Stranding. Yep. Uh, speaking of, like trying to like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like this game is like uh, like dreams, like the dreams trailer, but like times infinity. Uh, yep. So like. Norma Reedus, like, like they're in like water, and then like there's these weird, like invisible creatures, 
that like can sense their breathing and then like they have like this weird fetus thing and then one of the guy one of the guys with Norman Reedus dies so then Norman Reedus gets the baby fetus thing and then something happens and like somehow like now all of a sudden the the baby is now inside Norman Reedus's body <laughs> in his stomach like he absorbed the baby and like we zoom into his mouth and we see the baby in his mouth and the uh, baby gives a thumbs up yeah <laughs> so i don't know what's happening but i'm all in you know? <laughs> like, that's quite essentially what i thought i like i said to you like during like our little facebook messenger chat is like a, yeah you know what this is probably my most anticipated game now <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like i love kojima like hideo kojima is probably my favorite game developer ever um no he is but like with konami he was already always kind of like holding them back a little bit and i don't know if that was for the best or not like (laughs) i was kind of like on board with like Death Stranding never being a game, and it's like like once a year we get like a, like an eight minute trailer, and it just yeah. gets weirder and weirder every year, and like right. that's just the game, like that's it, like it's just basically in like ten years we're gonna have like an hour and a half long movie, almost of just like small <laughs> trailers, um, but apparently like Zach played four or five hours of it, but um, yeah man, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm in. Like, whatever, Kojima. Like, you got me because of Metal Gear, but... Oh, shit. I don't fucking know what's going on. Apparently, it all makes sense in the game. Like, the the, the exec that played it said it. Oh, really makes sense from that trailer. Uh, I'm, I'm sure in a, in a weird, like, way, knowing Kojima, like, everything in the end makes sense with Gears... Uh, uh, Gears uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, <laughs> so, it probably will. I just want to be in the room. Like, I want to be a fly in the wall. Like, when, like, they were making this trailer and talking about it. Like, I want to be the guy, <coughs> excuse me, that was, like, designing, like, the CG trailer. He's like, all right. Then, like, he's going to, like, pass out. And then he's going to wake up. And then they're going to zoom in. And the baby is going to be inside Norma Reedus's mouth. Like, I want to be there for, like, that meeting when that happened. Like, <laughs> I just want, like, I just want to, like listen to him have a meeting for like an hour with his with his crew uh and just like what the fuck is going on like <laughs> this is the crazy shit we're seeing what are the what's the crazy shit we're like that's getting like tossed to the side like i don't like remember back in the day like with metal Gear Solid 2 like they wanted to make it if you died the game would melt inside your fucking console what? so who knows yeah this is a real thing i think i, oops, I hit my mic uh but, like, with Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2, uh, Kojima, Kojima wanted, like, the game would, like, melt into, like, a red, like, blood-like uh, liquid if you died in the game. Uh, and, like, basically would ruin the game so you couldn't they couldn't die in the game. And, like, Konami is like, no. No, absolutely not. Uh, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for it. And that's what I mean. Like, maybe Konami, like, did some good things there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kojima, man. Good for you, bro. Uh, you got my money. But uh, what, what about you, Gables? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm basically all in too, dude. That's just fucking incredibly interesting. Just the aspect. I just want to see where the hell the thing leads to next, you know? It's like, nothing makes sense. But yet, at the same time, everything makes sense with that fucking trailer. <laughs> There's actually some, like, correlations between the the, the other two um, trailers that they released in the last couple of years. Um, and, like, uh, Kojima said, if you watch the old trailers, you can see tie-ins to it and uh there's actually some i would recommend checking out some youtube videos of it and like looking it up but uh yeah there's definitely like people have like done some like analysis of it and showing like the how all three of these kind of make sense and all tie in together um so i mean there's a correlation there i don't oh yeah it's yeah i don't know man but fuck yeah man um but moving on to uh actually that's all the news no i should say all that that was a lot of news it's a big week uh, yep. for games uh for news um but uh jumping in the games uh, uh real quick for me i uh, personally haven't played a lot this week uh one just because i've been busy with workout like i said talking about the beginning of the show um and two i've been kind of just playing more of the same played a, a bunch more fire emblem warriors i'm like chapter nine or ten now um liking it a lot still i think i'm fairly close to finishing it probably about halfway maybe a little more um keep playing it kind of if you uh, i'll talk more about probably when i finish it but i talked about a decent amount last week uh another game i did play though was a game called hobbs i don't know hob or hobbs i'm not sure um i played a couple hours of it uh it's like a 15 20 downloadable game uh it's on ps4 steam and xbox one uh but everybody kept t- i kept hearing oh it's like it's like if you like hyper Life drifter you're gonna you're gonna like this game a lot but i'm like okay cool and it, it feels it's it's got some of the the, co- the combat is very much hyper like drifter hyper light drifter like uh more like a lot of combat roles and hack and slash um and just kind of being smart with uh the way you attack and everything uh but uh not it's not super hard though like hyper light drifter was a very challenging game this one just i don't know i feel like you can be a little more hack and slashy and you'll be fine the enemy the battling isn't there's really no purpose of battling at all like you can just avoid uh, combat altogether uh, but kind of the course concept of the game is like there's really i don't really know what the story is uh but like basically you're like this creature and you have this like robot like friend and something happens to you and you get like this virus like this like this weird like plant spits on you or something on your arm and he this your friend robot friend cuts your arm off to prevent the poisoning from going into your rest of your body okay and he gives you his robot arm so now you have this robot arm and you can use it to like uh like solve puzzles and move the environment around and it's more it feels more like zelda like i think than it does uh, hyperlight drifter like uh just from like the it's more puzzly based uh than anything uh from that aspect but the, I don't know, it's not like challenging in any way the combat's pointless and not challenging uh the puzzles are i think fairly easy and it's not really, it didn't really grab, I played in a couple hours I played, it didn't really grab me. Like, it's just, I feel like I'm not, I'm just kind of going with the motions of the game. I'm not really challenged by anything. I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not I don't dislike the game, but I just like, there's nothing super intriguing about the game. Like, everything's like, average. okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I would say above average, like, everything is well made, but the whole package itself is just like, it's like, like i don't know I'm not it's not really inspiring like or 
pushing me to do anything like to want to go back to it uh like i think it's a fun i would check some trailers for it maybe read some reviews to see if maybe it's more your thing but it just feels like it's like in a, a combination of a bunch of different things put together and put together well but like just i don't know like there's it's just there's nothing there to like i don't know how to explain it but there's like i just it's just yeah like it's just an average game and there's no really cool like concept um that want to like go back and play more of it like so i don't think i'm gonna right. play any more of it just because like and like i said it's not it's not a bad game it's just like it's a well-made game it's just just average That's, at best yeah yeah i guess like, i feel i feel bad because i feel like i'm kind of shitting on it a little bit but yeah i don't know i mean i'm the guy who played like 40 hours of mass effect drama and hated it so i don't know what it says <laughs> about me um but yeah, uh, that's kind of that's really all I've been playing this week. Uh, what about you, Gables? Well, like you, I also kind of like uh, had little things to like to play really this week. I mean, the later part of the week, I did a little bit of like a, a glute, but I'm still kind of playing a little bit of Pokemon Ultra Sun. You know, I've gone through, I've at least gone through, and I'm on the third island still. I have tried to experiment a little bit with the online stuff. I decided to do. Like I did with some of the like the previous games, like in Ultra Sun, like in, like in Sun and Moon, and like say even to a certain extent, like a Pokemon X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, where it's like I'm doing Wonder Trade stuff, trying to get the type of creatures that I want for the rest of my party to fill out. So I did that. I managed to get a female Salandit over Wonder Trade, which uh, is actually useful enough to where I can use it for my party amazingly enough and i have a poplio now that i had gotten through i believe a trade i had actually traded my alola marowak that i had which uh i ended up learning a lot of the basic abilities he would probably not learn at all unless i went through like uh talk to a random npc character at the near the end of the game so i was like you know what no i'm not gonna be going forth and putting him in the box so I'm, i'm gonna trade him off and so i got the pokemon that i wanted so it's like now I'm going to be going through my next tenure inside Ultra Sun. I'm going to be going to like Poe Town to try to take on a lot of the Team Skull grunts and stuff. But I'm going to be leveling up first with uh, my other party members that I need to level up, like my Solanded, my Poplio. But uh, other games that I've played. Like, uh, last night, I decided to play a little bit more Destiny 2. I was playing with my coworker from work, and so it's like, I started off a new character. I didn't go with my Titan, I decided to go with my uh, Hunter. And, you know what, going through the, the beginning aspects of a Destiny 2, you know, it's like, it was actually pretty fast to go through that. You can only maybe go through, like, maybe 10 minutes, if you know what you're doing, maybe 10, 15 minutes. So once I got the opening sequence stuff and the first campaign mission done, I, we were able to join each other and we were just doing like a couple of random, kind of like a land, like a bunch of like random these like public events and stuff that uh, you can collect little bits and pieces and stuff. What they've done really a little bit of an improvement is there's a lot more harder enemies that uh, come across, but the difference being is you can actually damage them, but. You can also, for, like, the public events, you can go through and, like, uh, easily get killed in, like, one or two shots as well. So, there were plenty of, like, high-level characters alongside us. So, we were able to get a couple, like, loot boxes. We were able to get a couple, like, uh, loot stuff and this and that. 
automatically just playing through a couple hours of Destiny 2, I've noticed right away that the level of progression for the game is increased higher than what it was in the original game. I mean, you are you are earning good stuff really quickly. I kind of appreciate that, really, because it feels like I'm constantly being rewarded with more items, more types of weapons, more types of like various things that are useful in the beginning portion of the game. At this moment, we are like around level eight right now, and that was like from the first night of actually playing stuff. That's actually pretty nice. That's actually pretty uh, fast in comparison to some stuff. But uh, I went through and started leveling up some bits of uh, my hunter. And I'm actually kind of surprised at the options that you had. It's not like in Destiny 1 where you had to fill up certain, like, uh, spheres and stuff in order to try to get all the major, like, abilities and stuff for your hunt, for your characters in general. But uh, you are given these type of skill points that you can invest in certain aspects of, uh, like, your character in general. Like, uh, my hunter actually has an ability. You know, it has an ability or something like that. That It's one of the first abilities you get. You press L1 and R1 together, and you basically have this fucking staff that you could go through and just start just waylaying people. You can jump in the sky and just do this. He has access to a triple jump now, and then all of a sudden it's like the later like the later portions of the thing. I, there's like two other separate and like a skill brackets now that I'm unlocked that I'm going to be going through this. And uh, I... I don't I can't believe I'm saying this though, but uh, the first couple hours of Destiny Two, you know, it feels a hell of a lot better than what I've done in Destiny One so far. You know, it makes me feel like I want to play the game. It is definitely faster in terms of progression of earning stuff that make you feel like you're actually achieving something without having to grind intently for hours on end, like we both had to do <laughs> in one way or another. Let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else that from our uh, playthrough last night. Um, yeah, we're basically still like in the middle of like the campaign stuff, but uh, yeah, the stuff that was actually capped off that uh, we couldn't gain access to was through the multiplayer aspect because of the whole Temple of Osiris thing releasing not too long ago. Oh yeah, it just came out Tuesday. Yeah, it came out Tuesday and stuff, and uh, we still had to. I think it was like it was a, still like a download, like a five gigabyte or some update or something for Destiny Two. Even before we started, it was like, oh god, another fucking update for Destiny. <laughs> but I really had a fun time, and I'm probably going to play a little bit more Destiny Two. I hope, and my main hope is to have that game finished at least by uh, our game of the year consideration stuff. But uh, let's see, the final game that I've actually played for this week is something that I finished this morning, and that's uh, Kamiko. Ooh, okay. I went, I started, I actually went through, managed to start the game last Saturday. So after we got done recording, I decided to play a little bit of, like, Kamiko. And I went through most of the game in one sitting. And so... I basically gave the game, like, a little bit of a rest because I uh, kept getting, like, a little bit frustrated at the last portion of the last world or something. And I returned to it this day, like, today. And I finished off the rest of the stuff. I faced off... There's, like, one annoying little thing that I had to use with the key and stuff to try to navigate throughout this uh, these little enemy path lines and stuff. And so I go forth. I face the boss. There's, like... 
inside like Kamiko, there's like two forms of this boss, this final boss, pretty much. You have one that's sort of super easy. You know what you can do and stuff to avoid them. And like, uh, if you time the patterns all nice and right, then you have a second form to where at the first time I just died at the second boss because it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be doing this, 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 and you got to somehow defeat enemies, gather resources, and then all of a sudden avoid all these random, like, objects like these fucking swords or like these big old beams and all this other stuff but uh i really enjoyed my time playing kamiko you know this this felt like a quality game release the combat was solid it was simple the exploration events for each like world felt like they were fleshed out to an extent i can understand people making comparisons to hyperlife drifter with this mm-hmm. with this game it element it emulates some of the best parts about that game, and it did it in a bite-sized chunk, to where it leaves you with a feeling of wanting to play more of this game. And I gotta say, the soundtrack to this game sounds fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's it's really crazy to believe this game is a five dollar game. This is a five dollar game on the Switch's eShop that oozes with quality it's like the only complaint that i've heard from like other people who've played it is stuff they wish they could have been longer but you know what you have access to two other characters besides the uh, first character you go as but uh you can quintessentially morph it into like a maybe a four or five hour game if you choose i played through the game for the initial hour and stuff and it's like you know what i'll play through again some other time it's a game i want to go back and replay so like any type of game that i have downloaded and stuff i just deleted it off the switch once i'm done with it and that's pretty much what i did tried a little bit with another character it's like you know what i'll come back to this and i got to admit you know i think kamiko may be one of those games i will include on my list this year it was that fantastic it was only I only played and finished this game like a little over an hour, and it's like in that hour it impressed me a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, my final game was like fifty-five minutes, something like that. It's not a very long game, and no, it was funny. Justin finished it too earlier in the, uh, I think back in the summer. Yep, and uh, you know, like Justin and I, we both got like like you got stumped at that last the last form of the final boss for a while, just because we didn't know there's a a special attack you can do. Yep. Like your your power up attack, like Justin and I. Oh yeah. The entire game, I didn't even know it was a thing, so I never used it. He he was the same way. So I eventually had to look up a YouTube video. I'm like, how the hell beat this final boss? I'm fighting for like ten minutes now. The only I can't I can't attack him. And then I like I watched a YouTube video. Like, oh, there's like a whole attack you can do. Yeah, I noticed. I knew I could do that from the get go because it kind of because you know when the first time the game it sort of feels like kind of Zelda ish. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to, like, the first uh, the first world you got to go through, the first stage. So I held down the B button by chance, and I noticed that once I started doing that, my meter for magic started going down. And that's what you use for currency inside the game to get past, like, uh, certain obstacles or getting certain items from chests. And so I would hardly use that unless I absolutely had to. So for the final boss, it kind of stumped me, too, until finally I just realized, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I placed two and two together. It's like, I'm gathering resources from enemies that are respawning constantly. Let's see if I can do that. So I hold down B. I did damage to the boss. And it's like, yep, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, that game was really cool. That's uh, I'm glad to hear that you liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, don't know if it'll be on my list, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely up there. It's gonna be it's, it's you know it's it's in the top fifteen probably. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, that's a really cool game. Uh, that was a um, kind of one of those big out of the nowhere uh, games for, for me this year. Um, same with Destiny too. Not really out of nowhere, but just from expectation wise was uh. Game and I think that the, the uh, you brought up a good point with the whole um, leveling up and all that. Like that was the biggest issue with Destiny was everything yep. felt like a slog, and the world wasn't the the worlds and the the environments in the first game were just uh, bland, boring, bland, boring, and there was not nothing to do. In this game, there's constantly shit going on. Yep, uh, and you're you're all you're constantly leveling up really fast. Your power level uh, is rising really fast too. So you're constantly like even if you're not like you might not be leveling up super fast especially as you get into the teens uh but your power level goes up constantly so you're fill you're still uh progressing at a pretty rapid pace like i actually um i think i got to like the level cap probably two-thirds to the uh before two-thirds into the main campaign i gotta feel like i'm gonna do the same thing honestly yeah like i was doing all the side stuff going out and doing like public events and uh, like I, I wanted to do those things and those things were fun uh so yeah that game was really well made and i uh i mean the, the they had the combat was always there they just had to figure out the rest and it feels like this one they for the most part they did i know there's a lot of people are not uh too happy with uh the um the osiris uh dlc that released earlier this week i guess it's uh pretty lackluster um for at the, at the price point it's at i heard it's only a couple hours and it's 20 bucks and it doesn't really do too much other than um, raises the level cap to 25. It kind of sounds uh, like kind of the first DLC <laughs> for the original Destiny. That didn't last too long either, and people were disappointed by that too. So what it sounds like to me, it's the it's the it's probably the perfect game to pick back up like around six months from now. Yeah, maybe. I can see this could be like a Destiny 2, maybe getting like a, the Destiny effect where like next year they're going to release like a, a, a Game of the Year one that comes with like the DLC pack plus maybe the new like Taken King, like big expansion. I, I think, oh I, I yeah, I would be disappointed if Activision wouldn't try doing something like that. You know, that yeah. would be that's just typical of them. Yeah, they would do that. Yeah, like I, I replayed it. I I beat a good chunk of that with uh, Tim Nerves from Talk Ship during Extra Life. Uh-huh. That was fun to go back and do and replay some old content and stuff. But I feel like for me, like uh, that'd be a time when I could jump back into it. Is probably when the new big expansion comes out um, for it. That that's probably when i'll pick that game back up again um i got the feeling yeah. i'll probably do the same thing i'm just gonna finish up the campaign i'm not gonna go ahead and like do anything really extravagant but uh yeah i want to see how powerful my hunter becomes <laughs> yeah i think my final level was like in the two like around 230 or so uh my power level uh so yeah that's cool i'm glad to hear you're liking it um yeah games are cool guys your games are cool <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a fun year. I, I'm it's it's funny like I was telling Gables for the show, but it's like for the first time like all year like I don't feel like I don't have like this anxiety or this pressure on me where I'm like I have like this insane backlog of games I want to play. Like I have the ch- Champions uh, Ballad that I want to play that I, I'm worried I'm not good enough to beat, and then Fire Emblem Warriors, which I'm just kind of like leisurely playing, you know. So it's kind of kind of it's kind of cool and kind of kind of sucks at one hand because like i love playing games and it's kind of sucky they don't have 
uh, you know, a game like a, some games to jump into. But uh, yeah, it's kind of at the same time. It's kind of nice where it's like, ah, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really trying to cram anything in or uh, trying to play catch up or play, trying to play keep up with anything uh, for the first time and uh, probably since like fucking March, you know, February since probably since basically since Horizon came out in like late February. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, but you know, I think that might wrap up the show for the week. Gables. Yeah. Uh, talk like I said, uh, probably here in a few weeks or so you'll, we'll be jumping into kind of our, uh, 2017, uh, like year. We're probably gonna do like a year review show. Uh, here yep. in, like maybe probably two or three weeks. I don't know. We're, we're still trying to figure it out. Obviously, like I said, beginning of the show, work something out with Justin, try to get him on the show for, for those. And then obviously game of the year stuff, which also means should mean for us cables, we'll get a week off. Yeah, we will. That's gonna be nice. <laughs> I love recording every week, but god damn it, every now and again I need a week off. We we get two weeks. <laughs> we get we get two weeks off a year. E three because we record a bunch of shit, and then yep. we get uh, game of the year. So uh, we're coming up for a, 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 a uh, I think a well deserved uh, week off. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's exciting times. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us, uh, we are on Facebook and page and group. It's uh, drunk, drunk nerds podcast on there. Uh, so like, and join us on Twitter at drunk nerds pod. Follow us on there on YouTube, drunk nerds podcast, subscribe to us on there. Show goes up on there. Give us a thumbs up. If you listen to us on there, uh, and like I said, subscribe to the show or the, the page. And then on Twitch, we are drunk nerds podcast. Uh, follow us on there and send us a friend request. And also iTunes uh, on there as well. Subscribe to us, uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the subscribe on there and leave us a five star review if you can. And uh, four stars is also fine. Leave us a nice little comment. We really appreciate those. Um, more, you know, more, more thumbs up. More people join us, follow us, like us, friend us, whatever. Uh, the more publicity we get, uh, the more it helps us. The more people get to listen to our show. Uh, but more helps us out. We don't make any money off of this. Uh, we just we just like people. We just do this for fun, and we like more people to hear it because we like doing it, and we think that people will like it too. So, uh, but yeah. Anyways, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gable. So until next week, everyone, game on, and have yourself a fantastic week. Ah, uh, cheers. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number